Smith Curve Comedy Network. Da 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 distraction. 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 Distraction. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Will, host of Distraction Podcast. This is the podcast where I teach you about the history and origins and the why behind some of these tiny, overlooked, everyday things we've all used and experienced but don't know anything about. So like that's what, Like what, Will? If, well, if I hadn't listened to past Distraction Podcasts, what are some of the other things you've learned about? Thank you, John Colby, guest here today. Uh, uh, bread clips, pepperoni, uh, push pins. We did... Uh, we did a 555 TV and movie numbers uh, last week. Uh, what was it? Oh, it was uh, something interesting and, and novel. Oh, it was oh, oh, ti- silica gel. Silica gel packs. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and tiny drink umbrellas, that sort of thing. Like things that you. The linchpins of a, of a civilized society. Yes. Of an advanced civilized society where it's like we have these little accoutrements, these garnishes in our life, in our culture. We, we never think about them too much. But now I'm giving them the weight and appreciation they deserve here on Distraction. And tonight, there was a man named Bob Morphew on Facebook who wanted to know, what is up with uh, scratch-off lottery tickets? What is the stuff that we're scratching off? Who invented scratch-off lotto tickets? And so tonight, I'm about to teach you about the origins and the what and the why and the mystery behind scratch-off lotto tickets. The year was 1972, and a young computer scientist graduating from the University of Michigan was pursuing a job in promotional gaming. And he started working at a place called J&H International. His name was John Koza. Now, John was uh, a familiar, an expert, even at that young age, in algorithms. And he wanted to use that towards promotional gaming at J&H International. And you don't know J&H International, but they were famous for creating these original game cards that were sold in grocery stores and gas stations, uh, popular in the 1950s and 60s, that were sort of like the, the early versions of lotto cards. Uh, they were a card with like a wax coating over the top that if you had matching symbols beneath it, you got discounts at the grocery store, prizes from the grocery store, even like cents off of items at the grocery store. So are you not going to talk about how we invented that? Uh, I'm sorry, who are you? My name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, well, I... I'm, I'm the J from the J&H. Okay. My yeah, friend but... Harold can no longer be with us, if you know what I mean. Uh, he can no longer be... Is he dead? He's drunk. Oh, okay. Why is he drunk? Because times are tough. Yeah, I know I know times are tough, but, I mean, you could cope with it with different ways. Maybe you could be a better friend to him. Well, first of all, I don't like the accusations you're making, but secondly, I just heard that you're telling people about how these scratch-offs began, but nobody seems to care about our wax papers. Well, they, they cared about them. They liked them, but it wasn't like a, a They? Lot of- you say they, but not you. I'm the one who invented the wax paper. The wax paper? Yeah, well... It wasn't actually... Ah, right, Jerry, you oh. son of a bitch. I knew I'd find oh, you here. Harold. Harold. I, I'm trying to tell him about the That's wax... That's right. It's Big Dick Wax Paper Harold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like you guys are in some sort of dispute over, over these wax games. Well, you just another one of your fucking lawyers you hired, Jerry? I'm just saying I'm the one who accidentally dripped wax onto a piece of cardboard paper I don't and think came up with the idea. Be back. that as it may, the paper was mine as was the wax. I was at your house, Harold, but it was still my idea and I'm the one who brought it to fruition. Can I ask you why you just had dripping wax around your house? Uh, I don't, we, we well, don't, don't tell them. 
But fuck you, Jerry. I'm gonna tell him. Are you guys in me some sort of Mrs. weird like? No, me and re- the missus were uh, the anniversary party, so I had all the candles. What what anniversary uh, was it? Third. Third. So anniversary. You newly married. Yeah. Wax is is that the three year anniversary? Can, uh, candles all around. <laughs> I had Jerry. Excuse me. Uh, I had Jerry over here to help me fucking uh, set the place up. <laughs> and then maybe test out some of the stuff. What stuff? What were you setting up for your... Some of the positions. Oh, phrases. Like sexual safety positions? Safety words. Huh? Oh, this was like a, an S&M sort of thing where you guys... Was the wax used No, sexually? no, it's the J&H thing. It's That's a, what I was asking you earlier. Business you business card, young man. <laughs> uh, what's this a business card for? J&H... Jane H. Wax paper. What? Wax paper. Well, uh, unfortunately, guys, I hate to tell you, but your wax uh, game cards have really gone out of style in the last 50, 60 Grand years. Because they're not getting the media. ground. <laughs> what? They're not what? They're not getting the media. If the media paid as much. Look, look at all the attention these scratch-offs are getting right now on this show. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because I have a, a listener who specifically wanted to hear about scratch-offs. It, it was not a slight against you two. And I feel like you guys should go work out your relationship because I feel like the wax thing that you guys could have done a while ago sounds sort of fun. Like, I'm not here to judge. I feel like you guys could be invested in, in, in a tighter, like, more fulfilling relationship if you just go explore it. There's a tarp down in the lobby. Just wax each other off. We are not legally allowed to be in a business relationship anymore or own property greater than $10,000. Harold, if you'd like, we're going to play the thing where we all put our keys in a bowl and pick them out. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Okay, see ya, Jerry and Harold. To remind you, I'm Jeffrey, but neither here nor there. I feel like you could change. I'm drunk. (laughs) Excuse me, from J&H International, which is the firm that John... Koza was working for and he was helping to create the the probability odds with those original wax game cards that they sold in grocery stores and people loved them even if they had only went half a cent people went crazy for these uh customized per store wax game cards i didn't <laughs> who are you my name's david david you didn't go crazy where you you shopped somewhere with the wax game cards uh, every day for three years for three years? Never won once. You never won once? No. Well, you were just on the wrong end of the odds. Okay, see you later. Okay. Okay, bye, David. I guess not everybody did. I, hyperbolic. It was a hyperbolic phrase for me to say everybody loved them, uh, except for David, one guy. Wait, uh, wait but, what? Did you need me back? No, I did not. Uh, absolutely not. Okay, see you later. Yeah, bye, David. Uh, so, so they were very popular because people just like the idea of instantly winning something, like the some, immediate. Some people. Yeah, well, a lot of people. David, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. There's two dudes out there S and Ming each other. Why don't you go in and join and be third? I already threw my keys. I'm just waiting. But guess what? <laughs> David doesn't win. <laughs> okay. See you later. That's somebody didn't pick his keys out of the ball. He's the worst. The worst luck. No, no, he can't even. He can't even get S and M'd by J and H. Man, that's the worst odds. But that is why John Coza wanted to create uh, better odds for people by offering bigger prizes. He was like, "Well, why don't we do this with money? Like that will get people even more excited than just discounts on goods." And so he partnered up with a guy named Dan Bauer, who 
this guy, Dan Bauer, he was a promotional, um, kind of a retail promoter. And so he was the guy who figured out how to market various different stores. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I was right down the hall. Did you say you talking about Jack Bauer in here? No, not Jack Bauer. Dan Bauer. I, is that really Jack Bauer from 24? I don't know. Seasons 1 through 7 to 24. And they rebooted it with a different guy who wasn't Jack Bauer, but they referenced him in two episodes. Oh, really? They rebooted it without Jack Bauer? Yeah. But I didn't know that. They did. Uh, so you want uh, – I have my DVDs in the cafeteria if you want to watch some 24 <laughs> with me. Seasons 1 through 7. Just uh, 3 on season 6 is kind of scratched you up. See, it's my favorite. You seem normal. I mean, yeah, sure. I don't I – don't I'll hang with you and watch some DVDs after I'm done recording the show. Is that okay? You don't need me to come now. Well, the show's in real time, so you're going to miss a lot of it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, if you could just fill me in I when I bring, get there. I'll just, bring, I'll just bring a TV in here? Nope. On a cart? No. Like no. It, like, like, like an AV cart like in high school? It'd be cool. I'll find, I'll find a cart. There's no cart here. I, we, we, There's got to be a do, cart we, here. We don't have AV club carts at, at the Red Curb Network, unfortunately. Well, that's fine. I or DVD it. players. Saved, Honestly, like I most saved, things are streamed now. Uh, like, you, mm, Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, this podcast is streamed. You know, we don't have hard, tangible copies of anything you do, but we don't really have. Do you have a need for a DVD player or anything like that? Well, I have it on several digital formats. I have it on my Zoom here. I have it on my. Android, I don't want to be mean to you, but no, I changed my mind. I do not want to watch DVDs with you. I do not want to watch Twenty Four. I don't have the time for that. I don't have Twenty Four hours to spend. I hope with Jack you. Bauer tears off your penis and shoots you in the fucking head. See, I knew my judgment was right. Get the fuck out of here. Moving on. Man, I've not been that worked up on this. I apologize for my French right there, but sometimes people just need to know they need tough love. You have to let them know what your boundaries and limitations are. Exactly. And so I had to let them know. Exactly. Get out of here. Go wax yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe those two could hook up. That guy might be a really great 24 watching partner with that other dude. Okay, so John Coza and Dan Bauer, they... They formed a company, and it was called the Scientific Games Corporation, where they were like, we're going to make this about money, and we're going to print way more tickets, and your probability will uh, slightly get worse, but the stakes are much higher. And they created the first ever scratch-off lottery tickets so by march of 1973 they had opened the scientific games corporation in atlanta georgia and uh statewide lotteries were starting to become popular at that time and they're like well they're about the waiting and drawing the balls and, and listening to the numbers it's not about instantly winning uh did somebody require my services uh nope but i'm interested to know what your services are well actually i don't know what are your services uh, first of all, I apologize for not introducing myself. My name is Frank. Okay. And um, I don't know if you are familiar with boudoir poetry. Uh, boudoir poetry uh, or, or photo tree? It's photos <laughs> and poetry. Oh, photo tree. Yeah, but what I've, what I've done or is photo, po- photo tree. So it's just like people like quote poetry while they photograph you. Oh, I have taken that one step further and I draw people in boudoir type situations while I read poetry to them. You so you actually you actually paint or you draw I draw you sketch them. yes a, a human being like with a with pencil like is it in black and white and grays or is it, it, it depends, colored pencil? It depends on what you want. Well, I'd, I'd like the full colored f- pencil. 
I like a full colored. Yes, I'm interested in your services. I knew because of what you said. I knew that you wanted this. Yeah. So, Thanks for. I'm. I'm surprised you're here. Why would you be surprised? You were the one that was talking about drawing balls. Yeah. What do you just hang around podcast studios and wait for people to talk about drawing balls? I just can hear. Well, no, that's not. Now hold on. What? Now I do want my balls drawn, and that's actually kind of true. I'd be into this. All right. I want to get my my wife and I. We've hold run on, out of gifts for on, each other. Hold on. Hold on. When you say into this, uh huh. Do you mean interested or like into this? I mean, I mean, interested. I mean, like, I'm interested in your services. Okay, see you later. Oh, God. <laughs> what is up with these people today? I, I was about to buy my balls drawn, and uh, he just lost the sale. It's unbelievable. And so the Scientific Games Corporation started producing scratch-off lottery tickets. And uh, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. That is the Scientific Games Corporation conglomerate. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize it had become a Down larger. in Atlanta, Georgia, uh -huh. we are the number one game science and fun leisure company. Fun oh. leisure. Fun oh. leisure. It's fun, it's leisure, but together. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've copyrighted that term. <laughs> Here, take my card if you'd like to discuss this. That's not my email on it. That is my secretary's. Come on. <laughs> okay. You seem like a, an old school kind of businessman. Mm -hmm. Like a southern, a southern gent, but but maybe one who still calls his mansion. I'm a plantation. actually, uh, sir. I am from Montana. <laughs> this is just an affectation <laughs> to sell the Scientific Game Corporation of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, is that how people? True. Is that's that how true. people have to talk to connect to people See, in I'm Georgia? What, I'm what people in the sales call a chameleon. Okay. I blend into my surroundings, and then I sell my games and science, mm -hmm. all of which to promote fun <laughs> leisure for the entire family. I know that. And right. also to launder money through gambling. Come on. <laughs> that that's interesting that you say that you're a chameleon because uh, it turns out that your original founders, uh, John Coza and Dan Bauer, they honorable man. Yeah, the both of them. Come yeah, on. they they had I to go. Stole the company from their heirs. Come well, on. <laughs> <laughs> they were uh, that's fine i don't think they care anymore uh they they I, actually had to go shop around their scratch off tickets because nobody wanted them and the only the, the first the first place to take them as a statewide lottery option was massachusetts and now, boston now, but now, boy, slow down. why are you telling me this stuff like i don't know it well i just wanted to hear how you seamlessly transitioned from southern no, Gen just... to boston massachusetts southie I think I hear my mother calling. <laughs> I'll be on my way. You continue, sir. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. You never saw me. Woo. All right. Uh, so, like I said, uh, statewide lotteries were becoming popular, and John Cosa and Dan Brower needed to find a place that would allow them to try scratch-offs. Now, this was a new concept that you could instantly win money and prizes right there in the store. Some people can. God damn it, David. <laughs> Did it not work out back there? Did it not work out in the lobby for you? No, it was an even number of people in keys, and everybody drew keys and left, and there was still my keys in the bowl. Oh, so you're telling me that uh, J and H are also gone? Yeah, there were like 40 people out there. It got 40? crazy for a while. Well, 41, apparently, because there was an odd number. Well, uh, there's actually a guy in the cafeteria right now. And, uh, oh, that's a, no, I made a negative comment about Kiefer Sutherland, and he made me leave. Yeah, did he threaten to cut off your penis and do things? More than threaten. 
Oh, no. I was just wondering if you could drive me to the hospital after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I got to finish recording. Is, is everything going to be okay? Will it? Well, let's just hope I don't bleed out. I'll sit in the lobby. <laughs> well, I feel like you're plugged, right? Oh, I guess bleed out the front. Boy, I am uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> missing a lot. <laughs> Why would I think like you get your penis cut off and then you're bleeding out of your butt where he put it in? <laughs> like, that's like obviously the whole, the gaping wound is in the front. I should have known that. My mistake. No, no. You uh, can go. I've got, I've got a pillow over there that said life is a boat. And uh, I, you know what? I don't even have a boat. It's, all, it's over there on the uh, futon there in the corner. You could go uh, use straddle it, to, it. Use it to stop the bleeding. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Life is a boat. Uh, here we go. Um, so Massachusetts agreed to start scratch-offs for the first time. And uh, and one thing that Bob wanted to know on Facebook, he was like, well, I, I'm interested in scratch-offs and, and where they came from. So that's where they came from, the Scientific Game Corporation. But... What about that stuff that you scratch off? Well, that stuff right there is was developed, is given credit by the Scientific Games Corporation, that actual gray stuff that you, you scratch off, but it was actually uh, developed in parallel by a lot of different companies. And that stuff is actually called, uh, it's called Scratch Off Ink now, but it used to be called uh, Flexo Silver Ink. And it's essentially just like a latex uh, ink uh, that is uh, partially plastic that becomes a viscous liquid that when spread in layers on top of uh, substrate, which is basically the lotto ticket, uh, it it conceals the words or pictures or whatever below. And, uh, uh, and uh, that is what, what it was originally for. Oh, look, it's a, it's a person from the East Coast. That's right. Uh, I was one of the ones who invented this uh, new product that eventually became known as Scratch Off Ink. You were? You were one of the parallel developers? I was, but if you, uh, if you read what the original thing said, uh, what the name of it was, it has the word latex in it. Yeah. And uh, William, if I may ask, what do you know about latex? What are other things that are made with latex? Balloons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say uh, gloves. Uh, hospital gloves William I know and I listen to you regularly and I know that you <laughs> often make uh... you want me to say condoms I know you want me to say condoms now imagine this what if there was a some type of substance that you could just dip your little will in and then it oh would... are you talking about my penis it, well I didn't want to say the word and on your program Please stop don't... trying to sell your condom in a can Bobby I'm just saying <laughs> the radio be... man doesn't want it but he would he was probably going to be interested if I uh, had a moment to tell him the rest of it yeah I would love to hear the rest of it okay what what's your name ma'am Stacia all right Stacia well it's cool let me I would like to hear Bobby's pitch you have five minutes no you don't you have like one minute so imagine I will learn to drive and take the car with me Stacia <laughs> Just give me a moment. So imagine you are ready to get it on with your significant other or side piece. I love it. I, I'm already in. I'm like in that space and I'm loving the scenario. <laughs> so it is very important that you make sure until you are fully aroused before using my product. You simply dip it in, bring it out, dip it in a second time and oh bring it out. Oh my God. It's you like how they make Mickey bars. Exactly. But you chose the weirdest analogy. I'm sorry. I could, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know. Or uh, how they make candles in layers. Sort of. So how many, I, I usually wouldn't need, 
uh, here's here's the thing. I know these were a bunch of half sentences, but I don't ever use uh, prophylactics with my significant other anymore. We don't need to. We're married. We're we're not worried about sexually transmitted diseases, so I don't really need to do that. Is there is there some other reason why I should use this? When you are finished with your fun time, love making, and then I had an orgasmic ejaculation. You I just want you to I just want to put it out all on the table, you know? I, I just that's how it works with us. Well, hold like, on. I've if, been married long enough that we just If you use this product, you will not be putting it out on the table, so to speak. <laughs> the, but the benefit for someone like yourself is one to two hours after happy fun time. One to two hours. Just like you would with a lottery ticket, you have to scratch off the coating and it's like a second round. <laughs> It's it's sort of like the the body paint that you see now. Like like uh, women will paint their themselves with body paint nude, and then still be allowed to go out because they're still technically covered. It's like a thin a thin layer that then you you later have to scrub off. Tell them about the dust. Oh no! What about the dust? Tell them about the dust. It causes cancer. Oh no! I'm not gonna use it then. You know what? What okay. kind of cancer? Penis cancer. Penis cancer. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want that. I don't. Well, I don't want any kind of cancer. But I mean, uh, I, I, why would I say that? Especially penis cancer. Any cancer is bad. But you know what? Your penis in a can, not or your coating in a can. Your penis coating in a can. There's a guy uh, sitting over there on a life as a boat pillow, and uh, it might be helpful to preserve uh, preserve his penis that's been severed by an angry 24 fan. Uh, and maybe cover the seal the wound too. Would that could he dip his stump into the can, and would it create a seal that would hold blood in long enough? As President Taft once said, "It's worth a shot." <laughs> okay, cool. Well, go talk to that guy in the corner. Uh, so uh, this coating was was developed by a lot of different people, and if if you look it up online, a lot of different companies are making scratch off ink uh, now, but. It's essentially a layered latex ink that goes on as a viscous liquid and then is layered and covers up the stuff. And so there's no dramatic thing other than it just uh, it solidifies via UV light and it sits on top of the of the card and then it doesn't destroy anything that had been printed under the card. So there's I mean that he wanted to know about that and that ends up being the least interesting part about scratch off lottery tickets. But I felt obligated to explain uh, that stuff. Uh, a lot of gas station uh, guys, they don't like it. You know, people come in, they have to designate an area for that scratch of stuff. It gets messy. It sticks to everybody. It's gross. And, uh, hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, there? Uh, hey, uh, can I get a quarter so I can go get a Mountain Dew Code Red in the gas station? They only cost a quarter? Well, no, I got, uh, well, they're, they're buck sixty-nine, and I got a, I got about <laughs> buck fifty, so. Okay. A quarter, a quarter, get me over the edge there. Yeah. Listen, listen buddy. I, yeah, yeah, sure. I, you could have a quarter here. I appreciate you. God bless you. Uh, uh. Are you? Are you? I mean, how did? You, why are you in here? Why did? How did you get in here? I mean, uh, do you, what? How did you get in here? I don't know you. I've never seen you before. Uh, happy oh, to give you a quarter, but. Oh, uh, my name's Willie. Yeah. Um, I'm what you call a vagabond. Oh yeah, sure, a wanderer. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, a uh, a person a uh, a nomad, a a uh, a wandering nomad. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to call you hobo. I know hobo's oh, offensive. No, I think. not to me actually. Um, I, I do like vagabond though. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like uh, 
if I if I if I ask nicely, if I ask politely, and I specify what what drink I'm gonna get, people might have brand affinity and be like, <laughs> "My money's going to PepsiCo. That's a company I can get behind." Here you go, Willie. Take your quarter. Hold on. Take your, hold buck, on, take your, take your buck seventy-five and go get that Mountain Red Code Dew. Code Mountain Red. Mountain Mountain Red, Red Code are you Red. okay? Hmm? Are you drunk? Are you drunk? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I'm a teetotaler. Uh, all right. <laughs> I feel like, were you planted here by the Pepsi Corporation to get sneaking an ad on my podcast? Uh, is this a product placement? Will, oh, Willie, can, Willie is. Are they, are they now paying Willie is, hobos? Will, Willie is a paid reenactor and not an official PepsiCo spokesperson. <laughs> okay. Well, here's a, go get your Mountain Dew Code Red. I can't wait to drink Mountain Dew Code Red. And quench this mighty thirst I got. Jesus. All right. All okay, right. thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, so. I feel like I finally won. <laughs> what? Uh, a guy came in there and made me put my bloody wiener in his, his ink. Uh-huh. And now uh, the blood stops, so I think I'm going to live. I feel like I finally won at something. Yeah, good. Well, I'm going to take you to the hospital right after we're done with this. I promise. I've never felt more alive, William. Good. Now... Is everything still in place? Uh, it it kind of itches a little bit. It feels kind of like cancery, but hopefully I'm fine. Oh, no. <laughs> is that what happens? Is that you, is that you get itchy first? Paige, is, Paige over there who scores this uh, podcast for me every every show is, is, is shaking her head yes in acknowledgement. <laughs> oh, no. It's sad. I didn't realize that. I get itchy a lot. Uh-oh. I might stop in the hospital with you on the way. Maybe they'll give us a two-for-one. I hope so. I hope so. You can put it on my insurance, man. I can claim you as a dependent. Uh, so uh, we have that ink. It's on the it's on the scratch offs. People are going nuts for this. So in Massachusetts, uh, especially in Boston, they start the first scratch off game in gas stations and grocery stores called the instant game. It is the first ever scratch off lotto ticket ever, with the top prize being ten thousand dollars. And uh, and every entry was in a drawing for $100,000. And so the scratch-off thing de- debuted in 1974, May of 1974, Massachusetts. And, uh, and people bought, like, within the first week of scratch-offs, a million dollars worth of lotto tickets. And by the end of the first uh, month... Uh, of marketing instant win cards, the state had sold $2.7 million worth of them. And, uh, and John Coza and Dan Bauer were exactly right that people would go nuts if the probability was lower, but the stakes were higher. So scientific games. Uh, oh, no. What's this? I wanted something to eat. Oh, it's a talking dog. It's Scooby. And, not every talking dog is Scooby. Okay. They, so every talking dog sounds similar to Scooby. I mean, we don't have the same vocal cords as a human. It's pretty impressive that I can even talk like this. No, I'm 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 like a little freaking out right now. But uh, I I was prepared for speaking dogs my entire life, like especially through Scooby Doo. So I apologize for not you know putting that on you. What are you doing? I'm peeing on your microphone. God. Come on! What is happening today? What? Why are you peeing on my microphone? What's your name, by the way? Ruff. Ruff? Just it? Ruff? Ruff. Do you know other talking dogs? They all talk to me. Oh, really? All dogs talk? Well, to, to each other. Do they all know English like you? No. Okay. How many know English? Oh, Ruff! There you are! 
My fellow canine companion. Now this dog right here sounds a little more sophisticated. Hi, than you. Like I'm it. Rutherford. Charmed. You're very articulate and mm, Thank you. Refined. I went to boarding school where I learned to shit <laughs> outside. Wow, that's great. Oh, so it's not great that I learned English as a dog? No, because you're you... You don't have to apologize for your speech impediments at all, Ruff. We accept you here. You bathroomed on my floor, and this guy right here comes in, completely groomed, looking shiny, has a bow tie on, a little a little dog hat. Check what? between my legs. What don't you see? Oh, testicles. And gone. I don't see any of those. And you, sitting there, you got a big, gross bag. You're between, welcome. That it was exposed to me as you urinated onto my equipment. At some point, will you lower the meat down so we can have some? What do you mean, lower the meat down? What did you just say? That's what made me so sad. Don't be so vulgar, Ruff. Not in front of professional company. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I'm missing it. You, I'm, you said that the stakes were high. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. No, for a for a unsophisticated dog, you really you really like comprehended whoa, whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's not unsophisticated. He has a speech impediment. I attended Juilliard. Oh, really? What do you? What is your art? How rude! Frisbee. <laughs> okay, frisbee's an art. He toured with Yitzhak Perlman. What? Yitzhak Perlman, real the frisbee. Rhea Perlman's brother? Yes. Wow. Do you know Danny DeVito? Do they know Danny DeVito? They do. A they little. keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that one now. Uh, yeah, sorry. He's a short man. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're all tall to us, no, I, I mean, the stakes I was talking about, uh, the uh, the effects, the consequences of a, of a game, not about actual meat. So oh, I, okay. Oh, A-K-E-S. Do you like sniffing butts? I attended Juilliard. Okay, then of course, yes. knows, <laughs> yeah. of course he knows etiquette. There's this guy in the corner who had had some, let's just say, meat crammed into his butt. Bro, 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 and I don't know if you could go investigate the situation and make sure he smells like just, cancer. Oh no, <laughs> dogs know. No, we do. <laughs> oh, get out, talking dogs. Mm. Get out. Okay. Um, so scratch-off lottery tickets were right out of the gate within two weeks, very successful. And all of those states that denied John Coza and Dan Bauer, their scratch-offs immediately jumped on board. And these guys became very wealthy, very, very fast. And uh, they began to uh, uh, manufacture just all these scratch-off lottery tickets and create different games. And uh, by 1981, uh, if you're doing the math, that's only seven years later after this all launched. Uh, they were both bought out by the Bali Manufacturing Company. They bought out scratch-off lottery tickets for a significant amount of money. A significant amount of money. And those two guys, you know, won the lottery of life. And, and were never heard from again. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they were heard from. They're actually still alive today. And they occasionally tell the story about the origins of scratch-off tickets. They're not legally allowed to actually do that anymore on the fact of me owning the company. <laughs> Are you part of the Bally Manufacturing? Yes, I affect this gentle southern gent anytime I need to put Americans at ease. Because Bali Entertainment is from Bollywood. Uh-huh. I'm an Indian man. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. From Montana. From Montana. I'm not here to judge. It's the 21st century. Well, I appreciate... I'm a world traveler. 
I seen sights you never could think of. You like? Sh- you should hear his Boston accent. Like India and Montana and Atlanta, Georgia, my current domicile. Would you mind sharing with me what it's like to be uh, in California when you have to appeal to Californians? Uh, I may be just a gentle <laughs> Californian man. Okay, all right. But I, all right, thank uh, you very much. So you got to work the state's name in there. That's the, that's the secret. Uh, so uh, by 1985, California had ordered over 7 million scratch-offs. Uh, and to this day, the Scientific Games Corporation, owned by Bali Manufacturing, still makes the majority of scratch-off lottery tickets. And uh, one little upgrade that did happen in 1985 as well is uh, there was a man named Cal Tigner who was like, well, why don't we display these tickets because they're so interesting to look at. He invented the display, which then also made him very wealthy, the actual uh, lottery ticket display where he gets like a little portion of every lotto ticket who uses the, the that uses his display design. And so that's the history and origins of scratch-off lottery tickets and the gray weird uh, latex scratch-off ink that is used on top of them. They will not reveal, Bob, for you, they will not reveal... The, rest, the specific recipe they use because they say it's like KFC's uh, herbs and spices. It's a secret latex scratch-off ink recipe. And there you go. Uh, this has been the Distraction Podcast. Thank you very much tonight to my performers, Taylor Dane, John Colby, and always wonderfully scored by Paige Scott on the piano. I'm Will. Check out all the awesome, hilarious shows on patreon.com slash Comedy. That's patreon.com slash redcurbcomedy. Uh, you're going to love it. Support our theater. Help us stick around and get through the pandemic. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Distraction. 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 Red Curve. Red Curve Comedy Network.